Genre. And welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I'm Joe Dorowski, and this week we are fancasting superhero characters into existing stories. And joining us for this game is returning guest Mav. Welcome back, Mav. Hi, I'm happy to be here on this great, I'm going to say Arbor Day or Valentine's Day, Memorial Day, whatever holiday we're having right now. I am so excited. <laughs> I guess I should say Chris Maverick. It's just hard for me to call you by your full name, but because I, no, you're just Mav, it. I, right? It's hard for me to say it. Yeah, I, I, I technically my first name's Christopher. I, my, uh, it's very confusing because my wife doesn't even use my first name, and like you know, when people who who are trying to be familiar with me, they'll they'll be like, um, so Chris, and no one says that, and like then my wife will walk by and she'll go, so I was talking to Mav, and people are like, you call him Mav, and she'll go. Why wouldn't I? Because <laughs> it was a nickname I was using when when she met me, and it, no one like my mother calls me Chris um, or Christopher actually, and then mostly only when I'm in trouble, you know. <laughs> like it's it, it's not a good feeling, you know. Yeah. Well, the game that we've invited you on, I think we're going to call it Comics Casting, where we have to take comic book characters and put them into the roles of existing stories. The stories that we will be casting are Wizard of Oz, Hamlet, Gilligan's Island, Titanic. Note, I have never seen the movie Titanic. Toy Story (laughs) and The Good Place. Uh, And so we're taking, uh, for example, for The Good Place, you know, Eleanor, what comic superhero would be a good Eleanor? That that's the game we're playing here. Uh, comic, well, well, it doesn't necessarily be they're not necessarily superheroes. They're yeah, comic, comic book characters. Character. They're in a series. Yes, comic yeah. characters. Because <laughs> I do have a few non superhero. So do uh, I. That, that have made their way I, in here. Otherwise, my list was going to make a le- less sense than I thought it was going to. If, if I'm limited <laughs> to be to heroes, <laughs> okay, yeah. we're good. Yes, I think that's an important clarification. And after we have cast our films. Uh, or, or you know, I don't know. Yeah, cast these stories, shall we say? Andrew will uh, pick which one was the better cast, and we will keep track. And the points always matter. And I remember exactly how every one of these games has always turned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, points. Math. Everything point. The points are important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As the guest, I'm going to let you pick which one of the stories you would like to cast first. Oh, oh my. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't care that much, though. So we'll go in the order that I have them on my sheet, which is Wizard of Oz's first. Okay. <laughs> so the characters we'll be casting from the Wizard of Oz are Dorothy, Scarecrow, Tin Man, Lion, Evil Witch, Good Witch, and Oz, the Great and Powerful. Okay, got it. Yes. And do I go first? Or Yeah, go why, first? why don't we go ahead and let you go first? and then? Okay. All right. So, all right. This one... I'm a huge fan of Oz books. These, this was for me growing up. It's one. It's like it's my first fandom. I started reading these when I was like five. Um, and so I've seen much like everybody. I've seen the 1939 film, but I've read the Oz Chronicles the way that kids today might read Harry Potter. So I am a big fan. So I could go beyond just the first book, but I'm going to stick with the first book, which is the movie largely more or less as far as people know with a few changes, the shoes are silver, not red. Um, but <laughs> my Dorothy, um, this one was easy. Um, Dorothy, I'm, I'm picking Kitty pride with Lockheed as Toto. 
It just seems so obvious. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> um, and, 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 and that's, yeah, that's, that's my Dorothy. Um, my Scarecrow, I went a little outside the box here. Cause this is why I said, I, you know, are, are, they don't have to be superheroes per se, just comic book characters. Um, and I, I went with um, Representative John Lewis, Congress Representative John, Le- the late, the late John Lewis, who is the hero of the of the series books of um, uh, March and <laughs> and March two and March three, and recently run a book that um, just came out. Um, so, a comic character as, as as it were, and I think very much a you know a very wise leader. He he fits the role of the scarecrow for me. You know, he's he's very much a team leader, and he's very good at going on long walks. That's what March is about. Um, <laughs> which is this book's about. <laughs> yes, I, I had some thoughts, you know, going. Um, for the Tin Man, that was easy. I just picked Vision. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Vision made sense there. Um, right. and then for 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 the Lion, I went back and forth, and and for comedic value, I was going to go with Bizarro, just because I thought it was funny. But he just didn't really seem to have the courage or the or, or the history. You know, he didn't really seem to evoke the the feeling that I wanted for for the lion, other than the fact that he was just kind of a big, goofy looking guy, which was funny. So mm-hmm. I ultimately changed my mind and just drawing on my on when I when I what I thought about when I was going with um, Congressman Lewis for the scarecrow, I realized for the lion, what I, who I want is Vladik Spiegelman. Um, uh, Vladik Spiegelman, the protagonist of Mouse, uh, the Art Spiegelman's father. Yes. <laughs> um, for the evil witch, there's actually two evil witches in um, as two evil witches and two good witches in in the Oz book. Um, it's not it, they. Glinda is kind of an amalgamation of the good witch of the north and the good witch of the south, and then mm-hmm. there's the west and east. And one dies, so. Um, for the good, for the evil witch that's going to survive, um, I'm, 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 I'm being a little fast and loose with the concept of of comic book. Um, even though she is a comic book character, I, I'd prefer to have the television version of Agatha Harkness. Um, mm-hmm. and, and really what I want is Catherine Hahn. You know, yeah. I guess it can be Agatha Harkness, but like I, I just really want Catherine Hahn to play my to to play my evil witch. So so Catherine Hahn's version of Agatha Harkness. And for the evil witch, I just need some other comic book witch. I went with Jennifer Kale, whatever. You know, she's gonna be dead for most of the movie. Um, and then for my good witches, um, I picked Sabrina. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Um, I think she makes a good Glinda. And if you and if I'm gonna do if I have to have two good witches, my other one, if I'm doing Agatha all along, I'm, I might as well have Wanda. And then for Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful, I, I'm gonna have like a CGI Supreme Intelligence. Um, from 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 the comics, which, which the Supreme Intelligence is not in the comics giant, is not like yeah, not like giant it is in the floating Captain green Marvel head. It's a giant floating green head um, hologram, um, but it and looks then, like it's in a vat of water, like like a Frankenstein yeah. brain, but with a green head around it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And then pulling the strings behind, you know, because it's not, you know, obviously the Oz the Great and Powerful is not real. It's a, it's, you know, it's an illusion. Uh, so pulling the strings behind um, the actual, um, the the actual professor who who runs the Supreme Intelligence. It's it, I, I was gonna pick you know, Stanley. Just who is a comic book character in and of himself, mm-hmm. and often multiple times, you know, yeah. essentially, essentially in that role. So that there, that's my that's my cast. Wow, I was worried we were gonna have some crossovers. I think we're in the clear from here on out. That I don't okay. think we're stealing each other, uh, each other's picks here. All right, uh, 
for Dorothy, I chose Squirrel Girl and her mascot Tippy Toe as Toto. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> so very similar to your pick of uh, Shadow Cat and and her pet and, dragon. And Lucky Hood, yeah. Yeah, Lucky. <laughs> um, for Scarecrow, I thought about <clears throat> which which character needs a brain, and so I chose Hulk okay. uh, for that. <laughs> and for Tim Man, you chose Vision, right? I did choose Vision, yes. Okay, because I put in Red Tornado here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> who is pra- a, practically uh, the... like the DC Comics version of Vision, or I don't yes. remember which one's first uh, for those two. Uh, it's not as significant yeah. as some of the, the analogs, but they're, they're, they're analogous characters in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the lion, I thought about... <laughs> this is literally how the logic goes. Which character needs courage? The man without fear, Daredevil is the lion. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I didn't have any reason to make Matt Murdock the blind lawyer of Marvel Comics, who is also the vigilante daredevil with echolocation powers, why he would be the lion, <laughs> uh, other than that his tagline is the man without fear. <laughs> uh, Which uh, is fair. what the lion needs to do. Yeah. Yeah. For the evil witch, I just, um, Thanos struck me as the right character. Uh-huh. I don't know why. Uh, just the, I think the idea of like obsession and trying to chase something down. Uh, and, and so uh, particularly, I think more of the MCU version of Thanos going after the, the infinity gems uh, was, was maybe what I had in mind for the good, Witch, I thought of a character who seems to know what's going on, seems to be all powerful and just kind of pops in every now and then. So I put the watcher there <laughs> um, <laughs> in the Marvel comics, the watcher just pops in and isn't supposed to interfere, but every now and then does because they want to. And, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what the vibe I got from the good witch in the wizard of Oz. And then for the character of Oz, um, you know, the, the kind of charlatan who's, who's promoting themselves to be more than they are. I put booster gold, um, <laughs> who in, in DC comics is a character from the future who has stolen some future tech to come back to the past and be a hero. Cause basically they're a failed high school jock that just wants to relive the glory days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. as you do yeah <laughs> not not i'm not coming back to be a hero i just want to be hero worshipped it's basically booster gold's <laughs> reason for being i love booster gold as a character he really is a great character <laughs> he's very good and it's also what a name booster gold what does that mean i don't know but it is right for that it's, character there's nothing it's else his quarterback that name gold. it's yeah, his, no. his nickname as it, that's what it is it's his nickname that he that he had as a as a jock Right, right, but <laughs> booster goal, like, like that's so so weird. Like, who puts those words together? But here we are, and there's no other name that that character should be called. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my car is named after Booster Gold. <laughs> I have I have a gold sedan, and I call it Booster. <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's not like a a powerful vehicle you're driving around in. Well, Booster Gold's not like future tech that we're talking about. Booster Gold's not a an A list hero. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, overall, I'm going to go with Mav on this one. Um, oh. Just uh, such a, a a strange balance that was struck <laughs> with I, the as variety. Soon as he picked John Lewis. I was like, mm, I think he's going to get this one. I kind of got to vote for Representative John Lewis. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad that one worked out because I was because I was I was torn on it. That could have that could have been in poor taste. I I thought it worked well because I'm a fan, you know. But 
Mm-hmm. And for the record, while you while you were talking, I did I did look up um, Vision and um, and Red Tornado. Vision first appears in August 1968 for Marvel Comics. Red Red Tornado first appears in August 1968 for DC Comics. So simultaneous. That's right. Really, unbelievably. <laughs> Un- I mean, that I was mean, an era where a lot of these artists were like rooming together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so they could yeah. have been doing it like this simultaneous creation from yeah. the same. Yeah. The same conversation. Why not? Like Swamp Thing and Man Thing. Swamp are Thing and Man Thing are multi part. Cole and Len Wein were, were roommates, and one they were roommates, and they appear, and one and they appear for Marvel. Yes, and they yeah. appear a month apart. And I'm sure that it was just. I'm 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 sure this was like a conversation over beer, and they don't remember who mm-hmm. <laughs> did which one. <laughs> like, there's no other way. This is like because those Red Tornado and Vision are okay. Well, what if there's an Android Man? That could have been anything boost uh man thing and swamp thing that's a little just, too specific that, that's that's too specific and it's too much the same so yeah but yes those are both the they're both 1968 august so so point to mav on the wizard of oz all right but i plan to come storming back as i cast hamlet so the characters that I'm going to have us casting are Hamlet, our uh, our, our lead character from the play, uh, Ophelia, his his uh, girlfriend, uh, Claudius, um, his <laughs> uncle slash stepfather, father and stepfather, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, his mother Gertrude, and then also Polonius, um, the obsequious uh, wannabe important person. <laughs> so for Hamlet. Um, he's, he's noted for being philosophical and kind of, um, struggling to make decisions, uh, and, and to act. And so I put Silver Surfer in, in this role, <laughs> particularly okay. when Stanley was writing Silver Surfer and really <laughs> wanted to get philosophical, very, very philosophical, <laughs> <laughs> like whole, whole issues that are largely him floating in space <laughs> and commenting <laughs> about humanity and uh that's it that's the issue kids enjoy (laughs) look stan was writing like a couple dozen books at the time jack was (laughs) drawing half of them and the other half were being drawn by steve ditko marvel comics was three people you know (laughs) (laughs) you know corners had to be cut decisions had to be made well and it was it was good in that case to to really put a little bit of the extra work on stan for something because the artists were doing the the bulk of yeah, the yeah. storytelling like in most yeah, cases. A lot of so is. for Silver Surfer, it's like, it's space, it's the Silver Surfer, and I'm going to give a lot of room for Stan to write whatever he I wants. I think that was, was that Bushima? <laughs> Bushima? I never know how to pronounce that name. Uh, is that who did that, the Silver Surfer? Like, it's his first, like, stab at, you know, at going outside of the Kirby and did go. <laughs> uh, he you know, he did work on it for a while. I don't know if he was the... Draw- yeah, Jack Kirby didn't start it, and that's one of the reasons, like, Jack Kirby right. kind of got angry is because he had a whole vision for what Silver Surfer was going to be, and then they just launched a Silver Surfer book without telling him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. He was, oh. he was drawing a dozen books. Come yeah, on. it's not like he <laughs> could have handled more on his plate. That man was so prolific. Uh, for Ophelia, um, I chose Rogue, particularly okay. after she's absorbed Carol Danvers' psyche and is having some struggles uh, with her sense of self and identity. Um, so Rogue has the powers to abs- to absorb, it's supposed to be briefly, uh, the memories and or mutant powers of anyone that she touches. And she touches the character Carol Danvers, who's 
now Captain Marvel, uh, and absorbs her powers, which is why Rogue can fly and is super strong, as she permanently stole Carol Danvers' powers, but then also had a chunk of Carol Danvers' psyche floating in her head and had mm-hmm. a lot of uh, confusion uh, about her sense of self and identity, which seems to be something that's plaguing Ophelia a bit in this play. Uh, for Claudius, um, oh, I chose Jason Todd. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Not where I would have gone. Okay. Um, I was just trying to think of which character wants to be more than they are. <laughs> okay. And yeah. where I landed with Jason Todd, I, the alternative that I had who actually just slid over to Polonius was U.S. Agent. I'm making U.S. Agent my Polonius. Um, okay. I also <laughs> considered him as, as Claudius. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I could see reasons for that uh if you've watched the disney plus miniseries of like falcon and the winter soldier that uh the walmart captain america that appears in that is u.s agent uh and in the comics it's it's kind of the same like i, I saw so many people saying like i hate this character it's like good that well, is the purpose doing, <laughs> the actor is doing, doing a perfect a good job. job in what he's been asked to do you are mm-hmm. supposed to hate him uh and then uh for for gertrude um I, I put granny goodness. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> From the, uh, the Jack Kirby fourth world. And we already mentioned Jack Kirby several times. I can't, I can't begin to explain the fourth world quickly. I'm just going to say there's a character named granny goodness. And <laughs> I cast her as Gertrude. Inspired choice. Um, <laughs> because granny goodness might be appearing later on my list. Um, <laughs> Okay. I think I know where because oh. I had some alternatives <laughs> for Gertrude. Okay, all right. So, um, uh, mine, mine's actually this is probably the easiest one on my list, and I I would like to um thank for help on this one because I was trying I was struggling with this, and then the idea was given to me by um Hannah Lee Rogers, my co-host on on Box Popcast, who's been on been on your show a few times. Um yes. So Hannah helped me out with this. She gave me um she gave me the theme as it were. And then um once we had the theme we both went and made the list separately and then had the exact same list. Um, so she was like, this is clearly where we're going to go. So you're either going to buy in or you're not going to buy in. And it's going to be, it's going to be fairly evident where we're going with this from, from like pick number two, I'd say. So pick number one, Dan Dryberg, AKA Night Owl from, um, from, um, from some suspicions about where this, uh, where this is going. From yes. from pick number one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hamlet will be played by Dan Dryberg, Night Owl, Night Owl number two, actually. And um in in Watchmen. Uh Ophelia will be played by Lori Jupezik, aka Silk Spectre 2, also from Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Claudius mm-hmm. will be played by obviously Ozzy Mandius, um, Adrian Vite, also from Watchmen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Polonius, it gets a little tricky. Pick. Yes. But ultimately, I went with Doc Manhattan for Polonius. And there were a couple of choices here. But Doc Manhattan is where I ended up going with Polonius. It was Rorschach. Where and you then, were. 
Rorschach they, or also comedian. Any of them had potential oh, for yeah. different reasons, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I ended up going with Doc Manhattan. Um, something about the loofness and the you know the delusions of grandeur, which um, which frankly end up not being delusions in Watchmen. It's not the it's not the clearest mesh. And this one, <laughs> Gertrude, also not the clearest mesh because um because the story needs to be massaged a little bit. Either Watchmen needs to be massaged or the play needs to be massaged. But for um for Gertrude, I obviously went with um Sally Jupiter, um Lori's mother, Silk Spectre number one. So um obviously in 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 Hamlet, Gertrude needs to be related to to Hamlet instead of being related to Silk Spectre. But you know, in order it's, to keep okay. the theme going, yeah. I had to I had to make make some choices there. Oh, so, that, yeah. so that's there, where there'll I there'll definitely be some some well that doesn't align um, aspects that are going to come up in these picks. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so who would you have Rorschach be in Hamlet? Um, if I were going to do it. Polonius, Rosencrantz and Goldenstern, right? Oh, ooh. <laughs> He's the, the one Could commenting. I, yeah, if if I can ca- if I can cast extra people, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was like, okay, so in your in, like in the core cast for this for this stuff, you didn't have Rorschach, but it's like, but who would who would you? I have could also see him as Laertes, actually. Yeah, I could see Laertes because he's because that because Laertes is a more important character and and it's also closer to Hamlet, you know. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like there's more to do. Um, uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are funny, but like you almost want to do like um, I, I I've always loved the versions of Hamlet that are put on where people if you've ever seen a production where they where they stage Hamlet and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead at the same time. Like I've there not are seen versions that, of the play. But I, I want oh, to it's now. brilliant. You can yeah you can you you can insert the plays right into each other and just have them cross over with the same actors and it works out really well because Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is written such that it can work. Yeah, where it's in between the Hamlet. scenes of Hamlet. Yeah. And it and it works so well, and it, and and it like really improves both plays. So Is this like I a wanna... uh, five hour production? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like it, it's long, but you can find them. Um, it is, and people usually a lot of times they'll cut up, they'll cut up their Hamlet, and they'll just like intersperse it, you know. Right. Um, but like if I were gonna do that, I'd like maybe toss maybe toss a little something at like at like Moloch or or you know Mothman, you know. There there <laughs> like 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 there's there are things that you one can do in order to like sort of stretch this this out mm-hmm. um i i really want the 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 philosophical silver surfer uh, that might be my best match for, of the entire game I was silver one. surfer as hamlet <laughs> you mm-hmm. said that and i thought i'd lost right there i was like oh yeah. i don't even that i mean that's, so yeah i would have picked you easily <laughs> yeah like the silver surfer is really the the key element of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's one a piece all right well, Mav, what series are we going to be tackling next? Um, hmm. I don't want to. Okay, so the next one on my list, I don't. I I want to. I want to move. I want to skip for now. So I'm going to go. Can I say, I'm however, go, real quick? Okay. I do want to insert just because I I thought about it for a second. It's like I do kind of want. You know how like sometimes they do Shakespeare in in different settings. I do kind of want a hamlet as kind of a justice league superhero kind of concept like like the mm-hmm. ghost of superman comes back because batman killed him <laughs> to become the leader of the justice league and he's telling the flash and the flash is really struggling with all of this um you know and you kind of have that hamlet as superheroes like i do kind of want that now 
I, <laughs> I, I mean, there's probably better versions than Watchmen in order to do it, but but like Watchmen was what we came up with right there. And yeah, I, I could totally see, you know, like we're moving towards this way of doing superhero stories in general where we're like, you know, we're moving beyond just superhero genre. So sure, let's do Hamlet, you know, if Guardians of the Galaxy and Eternals and, you know, Black Widow can be experimental and, and I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League can be what it was. Yeah, why don't we do superpowered Hamlet? <laughs> I, I would do that. I would watch that. Um, I, I remember Peter David did a Hulk story based around the Tempest at one point, and certainly Chris Claremont yes. was fond of dipping into <laughs> many sources uh, in his long tenure as a comic book writer. So I'm sure he's got some Shakespeare inspired ones, but mm -hmm. never something like as on the nose as uh, you know. Here's Justice League Hamlet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Mav, what story shall we tackle next? Okay, I'm going to skip the next couple on the list and, and rewind to them, and I'm going to fast forward to Toy Story. All right, the characters that we had were Woody and Buzz uh, and Andy, and then also Jesse the Cowgirl, Mr. Potato Head, and Mrs. Potato Head. I mean, there were so many from the cast that I could have pulled. Uh, yeah, there's right. a lot of options. Yeah, but but these are the ones that I just decided to plug in for us, just because a choice had to be made. Not saying yeah. it was the right and choice, but something had to be done, or we'd be here for an entire time right. casting the entire ensemble. <laughs> you know, an entire episode just it, on the ensemble. Fifty of Toy Story. characters easily, and and so so. Um, even in doing this, in order to make my list be more fun, I you know I might have massaged the the characterization. I, I tried to stay more or less true to the spirit. Um, for Woody, I picked Scott Summers, Cyclops. Yeah. It, it was a gimme. Okay, right? well, <laughs> this is, this well, okay. I've got our, uh, we, we we before we started recording, we were like, do we need to eliminate if we had any crossovers? I'm like, I don't think it'll happen. Okay, it just happened. He was my pick. Oh wow! <laughs> so well, uh, don't worry, I have a backup. It's going to be in and out of the box okay. backup. Okay, because I'm, I'm wondering if it's going to match up because um, because for Jesse, the cowgirl, but also kind of aspects of Bo Peep, I, I picked Jean Grey because mm -hmm. if, if I was going to do Scott Summers and yes, you know, Jesse and Woody aren't really love interest in it. But like for my version of it, you know, I, I thought it made sense to do Scott mm -hmm. and Jean. And see, originally my my buzz was going to be um, Duck Dodgers from the 24th and a half century, because <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. But then but then I was like, but it doesn't really match up with the Scott um, with the Scott and Gene thing. And I thought, you know, I, Wolverine would. But that's, so is it going to be Wolverine? That's boring. No, because that was boring. But then I realized, wait, I can just do a callback to to when I was on the show a couple of times ago. And so my version of a buzz is Lil Wolvie? The very serious, but yes, the, it's the not real Wolverine. The ex, the ex baby Wolverine who does not realize that he's oh. not actual Wolverine because that's exactly Buzz Lightyear's story, right? Like he does not get that he is not the actual Wolverine. Lil Wolvie thinks that he is not like a child, and that's that yep. makes it brilliant. And I'm like, oh yeah, he's Buzz Lightyear. Um. Mr. Potato Head and, and Mrs. Potato Head, um, much like um, I had to, to thank um, Hannah for helping me out with the uh, with the cast of, of of Hamlet. This is I want to thank Wayne, my co-host, uh, my other co-host host who came up with these choices for me when, you know, when I was you know trying to figure this out. Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head are Modoc and Modam from AIM. <laughs> <laughs> there are two characters from the comics that 
just if if you know who they are, they're hilarious. And if you've not seen the Modoc series, Modab's not in it, but if you've not seen the Modoc series that on Hulu, it's it's delightful. Um, <laughs> and then for Andy, um, this is gonna mean very little to anybody except that Andrew's on this show. So um, for for An- for Andy, I- I'm gender gender flipping it, and I'm picking Mary Gibbs. Mary Gibbs, which is the real name of a character that some of you might know as Boo. Boo, the little girl from Monsters Inc. Inc. <laughs> <laughs> Who I think would be great at playing with the with these toys. Mm-hmm. And there's and, and there are comics yeah, from Monster so say, Monsters Inc. which, yeah, which like, include there's... which include Blue Boo. So that's who I'm picking for my Andy. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna save my Woody pick for the end. My buzz okay. <laughs> is, is that because you haven't totally settled on what it well, will I only be? had one alternative and now I'm debating if it's the right choice, but it's probably just going to be what it is. Uh, but my buzz is going to be Hal Jordan, uh, the Green okay. Lantern. But mm-hmm. I'm particularly thinking of Hal Jordan after he comes back from the dead and is concerned about his legacy and is trying to prove himself a lot. <laughs> uh, and then my Andy is going to be the Beyonder. <laughs> <laughs> That was my backup. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in the 1980s, Marvel, in order to tell a toy line, put out a oh, miniseries yeah. called Secret Wars, mm-hmm. uh, in which the Beyonder, a cosmic being, picked up all of the main superheroes and all of the main supervillains, kind of like action figures, and dropped them into a planet, kind of like a toy yeah. box. And the miniseries is really just shaking this up and seeing what happens when all these characters are here together, like a child playing with toys. So that's why I put the Beyonder in place of Andy. For Jesse the Cowgirl, I was um, thinking of a, you know, in Toy Story 2, she's very concerned about the legacy of the show and and trying to fit in and everything. So I picked um, Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel, uh, the the current legacy character. Yes. Uh, And then (laughs) I don't want you to imagine this pairing as a couple, but uh, sure, it could work, I suppose, if we shift some timelines. My Mr. Potato Head is the thing from the Fantastic Four, just constantly grumbling, but also there (laughs) whenever, you know, you're out on an adventure. And my Mrs. Potato Head, uh, you know, trying to take care of Mr. Potato Head as he goes out is Ma Kent. It was going to be Ma Kent or Aunt May, and I chose Ma Kent. (laughs) (laughs) And now we we come back to my pick for Woody. Ah, I, I want to say I like Woody before I make this pick. My pick for Woody <laughs> is Doctor Doom. <laughs> oh gosh! Particularly in Dr. the Doom. sense of the jealous rage he feels towards uh, Doctor Doom, towards Mister mm-hmm. Fantastic, and Woody towards Buzz Lightyear yeah. is the character yeah. dynamic I was I was thinking of there. Uh, but in a recent Fantastic Four issue, um, Doctor Doom is getting married, and the only people he invites to his wedding are the Fantastic Four because they're his only friends. <laughs> He doesn't have any other friends. <laughs> and and so, like, uh, I, I think you could argue that the, the Doctor Doom, Mr. Fantastic dynamic does have some some Woody Buzz relationship dynamic to it as well. Um, as as much as I think Joseph has, like, gotten some of the characters in good positions. And I, I did really like Hal Jordan as a deluded spaceman. Um, <laughs> I think... I like Mavs overall feel better, especially the the Woody Jesse Buzz with with the deluded baby Wolverine as Buzz. 
that, that's fair. Yeah, the little wolfie pick was a, a very strong entry into this game. I just want to say, and again, seriously, I was like, you know, there's a there's a chance that I might not get Boo because she could be, you know, that's they're going to be aware of Monsters, Inc. Nobody's going to pick Beyonder. Beyonder's my backup. Wow. <laughs> Weirdly close in this particular franchise. Oh, Beyonder was my first choice. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm just going to have us do Titanic because I don't know it. <laughs> Okay, this should I, be fun. I have not really seen Titanic very much either. I, I I've know seen it through some of it. Cultural osmosis. And because of that. They're, okay, so what are the characters? I only get Jack and Rose. Jack and Rose, and then Cal, the Billy Zane character. He's, yeah, he's the, the villain. Who I only know is the Billy Zane character. Mm-hmm. And then I, I put in Ruth, <laughs> who's Kate's mom, because I thought I could probably guess what her character type was. So um, <laughs> you're probably you're probably you're probably right. And the only other character that well, the, the other character characters that are notable, that are seriously notable in it are the unsinkable Molly Brown. And um, uh, I want to say his name's Gutenberg, the, um, the guy who actually um, designed the ship. Hmm. Oh, I can't remember. And I'm actually forgetting his name right now. So so that's how important right. he is. But he's the guy who des- designs the ship. Molly Brown is the is the the main one who's unsinkable, uh, who's um, who's important. She's unsinkable. She is unsinkable. <laughs> that's the, that is her character. Um, but but you could probably skip her. OK, so my sense of these characters and feel free to correct me before I announce my picks. I'm not going to change my picks. You can just tell me I was wrong. Uh, Jack is the uh, scrappy lower class uh you know pull himself up by his bootstraps uh that catches the eye of rose who is an upper class upper class woman who has been set up by her mother with uh cal who is a jerk uh but but a rich guy jerk so therefore the mother really wants her daughter to marry cal have i nailed any of this that is very that is very much yes that is exactly the that is exactly everyone's character in a nutshell (laughs) okay so cal is basically tom buchanan from uh (laughs) from uh great gatsby right more evil but even, yes. even more evil because tom is not a winner <laughs> no tom's not a winner Cal Ka- Ka- is Cal is a would-be supervillain in the way that not for any good reason other than just the fact that you you know you want your bad guy to be a really bad guy like like you mm-hmm. know tom buchanan like, he's just like stealing guy stuff and framing his- people yeah, Tom Buchanan's only cheating on his wife. Not good, you know. Not a good thing. But mm-hmm. like, but like, a bit racist too. Uh, is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Cal is Cal is like, like, old like get the women spinning. and children out of my way. Right. He well, he's sinister in a way. Like he's okay. he is actively trying to kill people. Like mm. he is just shy of tying people to train tracks. Okay. <laughs> like like give, there's no train, mm-hmm. but like I'm not sure he would. He, you know, probably given the opportunity, he would. That's that's the kind of guy he is. He's he is a generically evil um, 1920s villain. Okay. 19, <laughs> so, so. All right. Well, I, I I'm okay with my picks then. So for Jack, yeah. Um, I picked Dick Grayson, the uh the the original Robin. Um, you know. Okay, so we're gonna have to make some. We're gonna have to switch some stuff up because that's who I have. Okay, oh, go ahead. I'm feeling even better about my <laughs> okay. cultural osmosis take on Titanic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> guys. Real quick, would Leonardo DiCaprio have been a really good Dick Grayson? Absolutely. At that point in his <laughs> he, life, he probably yeah, he probably would have been a really winning yes. Dick Grayson. Yeah, that that could have launched a, a, a Robin franchise. Yeah, yeah. that would have lasted that's... twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree uh, with that. Um, for Rose, um, I chose Lalandra 
of the Shi'ar Empire. <laughs> or Shi'ar. I know that's how Maf says it. Oh, Shi'ar. Okay. I say Shi'ar. I say Shi'ar. I'm not, I'm not, I don't there's, know. I there's, don't... Not, there's, not, there's not like a canonical definitive pronunciation of this alien made I mean, they, up race. They appeared in the 93 X-Men cartoon, right? So that might be where we can find out what how at least Marvel told them to pronounce it. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember how it was in there. Neither do I. <laughs> I've um, always said that, but I don't know which predates it. So sure. Yeah. Uh, so th- my my thinking being that you know she's an empress that is going to go slumming down on Earth <laughs> with Professor X <laughs> because she falls in love with him. So that's Rose. Uh, you know, seeing seeing the 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 scrappy Jack from the lower decks of Titanic. For Cal, I put um, Guy Gardner. Uh, and then for uh, Ruth, Kate's mom, who's trying to force her into this marriage, I put Callisto, leader of the Morlocks, who tried to for, uh, force uh, Kitty Pride into a marriage with Cal- Caliban. Okay. 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 I, 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 I mean, I, I guess. Don't know anything <laughs> that one, that about. I, little, I, I yeah, couldn't tell yeah, you who yeah, played Ruth's mom or what it. her personality was in any yeah. way, shape, or form. I just assumed that was the character's role she in, sig- in the story. Was to push. She Kate is significantly into the less cool than that. Yeah, she's she's very. <laughs> she's their family has lost their fortune, so she needs she needs her daughter to marry well so they mm-hmm. can maintain their standing right. in society. That is her entire character. You want to know my backup for that that pick, Mister Sinister? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, Mav. Okay. Let's let's hear your cast of Titanic. Okay. Um, I mean, so I I had to just audible it, so just like just looking around at care because I and I hadn't had a backup for my, my Jack, but but um just thinking it through and because I want the same vibe as you, like the Dick Grayson choice, that's perfect. So mm-hmm. I, I I'm 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 gonna go with Peter Quill. Star Lord, mm-hmm. it's about the same. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, you know for much the same reason as you 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 chose Nightwing. That's um um I would have used Nightwing more so than the Robin phase. Like that's right. it, but that's very much the vibe of what Jack Dawson is. Um, for Rose, um, I not so much slumming it. There's there's an adventurous heart there, even though she's only trapped into this um this you know billionaire millionaire princess kind of role so um i went with kate bishop um the uh kate bishop okay. is the hawkeye that's going to be in um she's the female hawkeye who is going to be in the hawkeye tv series that's starting up um i guess or i'm sorry it's arbor day now as we record this so that that's so series that watched you watched it back already. in november that everyone loved um that's that's kate bishop yeah so um um kyle hockley this makes less sense now because before I wanted it to be Nightwing, but I very much picked um, I picked Bruce Wayne, Batman, because I don't actually like Batman. Um, I, I like the world of Batman around it, and I think Batman is actually kind of a villain. Um, he, he's kind of a jerk. He's a, he's a rich jerk who, you know, when you think about it, is probably making a lot of things worse. And that's the that's the cow character. <laughs> you know, he's not again, he's not evil. He's a good guy in that you're supposed to root for him because he's rich. But this movie positions you to hate rich people because rich people suck. That's pretty much that's pretty much Kyle's character. So I went with Bruce Wayne. And then um, here's where I'm torn. 
for Kate's mom. Um, Kate's mom, Ruth, is the character. Um, Kate's mom is what you wrote on the thing. It's Rose's mom. <laughs> um, it's it's, Kate it's um, the, Kate the actress. Kate, yeah. Kate, yes, Kate Winslet. Kate. Kate. But Ruth, the character of 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 Rose uh, of Ruth is. Um, I like I was I had two choices here and one of them was Granny Goodness. You were wondering <laughs> where where that would come yep. up. Um, is, is that where you were? Where you had her I, I, back I, up? I had her in there at one moment and then moved her. Okay. Um, I had all I had moved Granny Goodness to my second place choice because where I thought this would actually fit is I picked Karen Thorson. Everybody's like who. Who? Okay, so you've read Karen Thorson. Karen Thorson is the older sister in I Kill Giants. Oh, right. Another, another, yeah. And she's, you know, there's nothing wrong with 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 Ruth in Titanic. She's really doing the best she can. She's just trying to make sure everything, you know, her there her husband has died. Her daughter's having a hard life, and this is the hand that's been dealt with them. And she just wants everything to be okay. And like the 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 plot, like she's like we don't really know Ruth and um and and um and Rose don't really know that Billy Zane is evil because you know Kyle looks like a good guy, and you don't you know mm-hmm. I mean for us we're like. It's Billy Zane. He's clearly playing a bad guy because that's what Billy Zane does. But like for them, they don't know that. I I love Billy Zane as the Phantom. But also, can I say, since since you guys have brought it up, I think Billy Zane would have made a great Mr. Sinister in the 90s. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Again, yes. (laughs) So, yeah, they don't see the evilness that is Billy Zane. So they're just like, oh, okay, fine. And she's really just trying to do her best. And. Like that's exactly Karen and I kill giants. <laughs> that's it. Like you, you know, she's got this willful sister or daughter in this case, and she's just like, oh god, why are you know why are you running? Why are you running away with you know? You say you're in love with this boy, but you met him yesterday. He's just the cute boy that you met on. You know, we're on a boat. This mm-hmm. is boat romances are not a thing that you're supposed to devote your life to. Um, and, and, and that's what happens in Titanic. So like Ruth really does nothing wrong. She's, she's, just, she, she's just trying to like do right by her daughter the entire movie. So, so I went with Karen Thorson. Okay. I assume she was more manipulative than it sounds like she is in the film. Again, this is no, uh, she's, the great blind spot I have yeah. of not having watched this not film that I'm now yeah, fantasy yeah. casting. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. she wants she wants her daughter to marry for money, but it's like 1912, and that's just the thing people did. Yeah, that, that's you know, <laughs> like pretty <laughs> standard operating procedure for the day. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not like you know, and and like the option is, like, again, her daughter only doesn't, and her daughter was engaged to this guy. This was a plan that was was going on. Um, she doesn't actually do any manipulating. She's just trying to help her to stop her daughter you know, her teenage daughter from having sex with some dude that she met on a boat. <laughs> like so, that's, okay. That seems like a, a little reasonable uh, mothering yeah, stance. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And then, and then like, you know, maybe try to save your life when the boat's sinking. It's not, she's not wrong okay. <laughs> at any point in the book, in the film, so, other uh, than the fact definitely that you misread know, the, the, the presentation yeah. that you have of that character. <laughs> Yeah, well, they're but you're supposed to. You're supposed to be like, no, true love. You don't listen to mom. Not, you're supposed to think that watching the movie. But if you actually think about it for a second, it's like you met this guy yesterday. Your mom should be concerned. <laughs> you know, like it's not it's not unreasonable. Mm-hmm. But she is she is positioned. A lot of people think of her as a villain because of that. But it's you know, given the hand they're dealt, 
she hasn't really. It's not like she manipulates her. It's not like she's pushing her to marry anybody. It's just like, this is your boyfriend. So, <laughs> yeah, get married. Don't leave your boyfriend for the guy on the boat. You know, that's because <laughs> that's really what it is. It's just this guy you met yesterday in steerage. <laughs> um i andrew i'm I'm going with titanic are we gonna are we gonna i'm going with joe's pick overall um yeah but honestly what i really want is kind of like a mix and match and and now i really want and i it's been a long time since they did any kind of significant marvel dc crossover but i actually think that dick grayson and kate bishop would be a really good pair which is why that I would wanted actually, it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like now that you've said it, I was like, oh, I really want a crossover where where Nightwing and Hawkeye are spending time together. And it's like, oh, we have a a like cross cross universe romance now because I think they would actually be really, really solid. Well, when Joe took Dick Grayson off the board and I'm like, well, my entire concept just fell apart because now it's like, why? Why is he fighting Batman? This makes no sense. You know, like I like I had a whole story going there and and like I thought and I thought the same thing. I was like, um, I don't want to put I don't want to put Clint Barton and, and Kate Bishop together. Oh, Dick Grayson. This is like and I I was I was ready for this one. So good. Good pick there. <laughs> like I, I, I would absolutely read like the the Nightwing Hawkeye crossover series mm-hmm. yeah hawk hawkeye kate yes <laughs> yes yeah it gets confusing i mean co- comic book yeah. continuity if, if you haven't even begun to understand how how insane comic book continuity <laughs> be from from the the hoops we're jumping through in this in, in this random discussion uh but yeah it can get all over the place all right Mav, we have two choices left are we going to be doing the good place or gilligan's right. island <laughs> i'm sorry i think we should this end on the good place really because- just now yeah, only because I like I only because I think good place is the one to end on because I think that's the that's the grand finale. Um, I I mean I could I could go either way, but I was planning on picking Gilligan's Island here first mm-hmm. because I I just think people are probably um, more familiar with Good Place. Maybe maybe not. Maybe yeah. your listeners are just big good Gilligan's Island fan, but I'll, I'll pick Gilligan's Island. So the characters from Gilligan's Island for any particularly younger listeners who couldn't only watch what was being uh, aired on repeat on the four channels that existed. Can't just rattle it off by song right now. <laughs> you mean with Gilligan, the skipper too? <laughs> so we have uh, Gilligan, who's kind of the affable, uh, well-meaning, but hapless uh, lead of Gilligan's Island. The skipper, the long-suffering uh, figure who should be in charge, but all of his plans go awry often because of Gilligan. Uh, Thurston Howell the third and a uh, lovey Howell who are the very very rich one percenters uh, that are trapped on the island of Gilligan's Island uh, I guess for any young listeners like if my kids are listening to this episode they probably aren't gonna know this Gilligan's Island is a, a, a comedic <laughs> show about a group of people on a three-hour tour that get shipwrecked and then spend the rest of their lives on an island uh having wild adventures um so you've got uh the crew gilligan and the skipper then the the rich people uh thurston howell the third and lovey howell and then uh ginger and marianne um the movie star ginger's the movie star <laughs> and marianne is kind of like the cute girl next door is kind of how she was always treated right like 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 farm girl mm-hmm. and then yeah. the professor right that's yeah. uh that's everyone who was on the boat and then yes. a surprise number of people are going to visit the island and never help them to get yes. off on the show, uh, the, Har- the Harlem Globetrotters on multiple occasions. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, 
this was this was fun for me. I I liked this one, and uh, all right, so so I I went went kind of all around here, and for for Gilligan, Gilligan was actually easy for me. I I did a gender swap on Gilligan only because I wanted to somewhere on my list use one of my favorite characters from. You know, we, we live in a world now where people are hesitant to create characters for the big two for Marvel and DC because you want to own you want to own your character. So there's a lot of indie comic characters, but every once in a while you end up with a gem of a character that shows up in either the Marvel Universe, or the DC Universe. And my favorite recent character uh, of this is Jenny Hex. Jenny Hex is for for anybody who doesn't know is Jonah Hex's niece or grand grandniece or granddaughter or great granddaughter. She's a descendant of Jonah Hex, the uh, the classic character, and she's um she's just a girl who's good with guns who starts hanging out with Young Justice and and superheroes. I was just saying, no powers. Um, despite the film, many of our listeners might not be familiar with Jonah Hex. It is a uh, yeah wet Western character for DC, but like set it's in a the Western Old West. character. And sometimes, and sometimes he travels through time to mm-hmm. to um, to interact with um, with modern characters, but mostly he's in the old west. And if you've if you've seen Legends DC's Legends of Tomorrow, he's a big enough character that like they'll sometimes do episodes in the past where they interact with um, with Jonah Hex. Well, Jenny Hex is like his great great granddaughter, just mm-hmm. because, and she's just this she's just this nineteen year old girl who is kind of a badass. That's her entire character. And I and I I love her. I adore her. I want to see more of her. So I put her in my Gilligan's Island reboot as as the new. Okay. Gilligan. <laughs> um uh for 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 the for the skipper, I went several ways here. Um originally I thought, you know, do I want to have a skipper that can just die so that I can have a moment where she um <laughs> where where she's like, you know, just has this lovable, affable guy who, you know as a mentor can die. So, so Jenny has to stand on her own. Uh, uh, by the way, my, my Gilligan's Island is a drama. This is going to become very evident um, pretty soon. Um, <laughs> you, you've definitely um, been going in a different direction so far. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is, we, 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 we are, we are straight up CWifying this and like making it dark. And, and, and like, um, this is, this is, this is a, this is like a HBO max version of, of, of Gilligan's Island. Um, so, um, originally i thought well do i want like somebody like just a, a character that like dies really quickly like a like a ben kenobi or a ben dixon from uh, from Robotech, robotech and then i thought i don't do I, I, maybe i want to keep him around for a while so i actually considered for a little bit i considered clint barton Haw- hawkeye but then where i ended up with is you know sticking with my dc comics characters i want kilowog kilowog from green lantern because I love Kilowog. He doesn't need to die. Kilowog's just awesome. Kilowog is this giant monster being who has Green Lantern powers, who is just lovable and awesome. And I want to see him hang out with Jenny Hex because I don't think she might, she cares that he looks weird. And, and, I and just he's, think he's the drill a, sergeant, right? He, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. his role. Uh, and that yeah. definitely fits for the skipper. Uh, yeah, and I and even though the skipper is a comedic character, this is not the comedic version. This is my serious Gilligan's Island, right? So like mm-hmm. I Jenny Hex and Kilowog, and then uh, hold on, um, I'm not even joking my... right now. How many studio executives have heard a pitch for serious Gilligan's Island? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. I, I mean, I'm sure this is like a thing that's like blowing around CW headquarters right now, trying to figure out how to make this work. Call me, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're going to do this, 
you've got to, you know, if 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 you've seen like the reboots of um of like Lost in Space, where you know where the where the Doctor becomes evil, you need villains, and we only and we got to put villains in our main cast because we have a limited cast with Gilligan's Island. It's the entire point. So um, who's gonna be who's gonna be evil? It's obviously gonna be the one percenter. So it's gonna be the millionaire and his mm-hmm. wife. Mm-hmm. So my millionaire is Wilson Fisk, the kingpin. <laughs> and and his wife is Vanessa Fisk. You know, mm-hmm. uh they're they're you know, who's not exactly evil, but she's kind of okay with evil. If you saw the Daredevil TV show, that's pretty accurate. You know, Vanessa's not <laughs> she she you know. does not dissuade him. Right, right. So like so so that's where I'm going. I'm gonna go the kingpin is the millionaire and his wife, you know, v- Vanessa. And then I needed a little bit of comic relief. So that's what I'm going to do with the with the remaining characters. Not not massive comic relief. Um, let's start with um, with um, with Ginger and Marianne. Um, Ginger and Marianne, they're you know, they're going to be your sex symbol characters because that's what they're there for. Again, I, I envision this maybe running on the CW. Um, uh, but like they also have to be able to do comedy and to run a subplot of their own they need to be able to do things that aren't just you know palling around with gilligan and skipper and everything so here's where i've tossed in uh veronica lodge and betty cooper um this is betty and veronica from the archie comics mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, betty betty's your girl next door and Jin, uh, uh which is marianne and ginger is veronica ginger is your your rich you know debutante movie star and then finally, for the professor, I went. I, there were a lot of ways I could go with this. You know, I could have tossed in a Reed Richards. I could have done a lot of things. Hey, hey, but I just whoa, wanted, whoa, whoa. I, <laughs> no spoilers. Not going to. Not not going to do Reed Richards. I'm just talking about. My I picks. wanted to do. I wanted to do comedy. I wanted to do comedy because I because I, it's so serious that I I need this to not be you know even your very serious dark you know you know one hundred. T- style CW shows, you're always got to have a little bit of comic, re- you know, relief just to give you a beat. So my professor is Dexter, Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> See, um, Cartoon Network okay. turned comic strip. The the, mm-hmm. the child genius Dexter. <laughs> okay. Wow, that is quite uh-huh. the tour boat. <laughs> a little, little bit, a little bit of something for everybody in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I was kind of trying to maintain some of the tone of the original, more so than this gritty reimagining uh, <laughs> that Matt was presented. So my Gilligan was going to be Plastic Man. Um, uh, just starting with the comedic relief right off the bat. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, then uh, my skipper is going to be Banshee, but leader of Generation X Banshee. Uh, okay yeah <laughs> just constantly putting his hand on his face like what was happening around me <laughs> and then for thurston howell the third i chose namor the submariner uh just really getting uh, leaning more into the uh the ego side of the wealthy than the like hapless no common sense side of the wealthy that i think is what gilligan is so, so a little spin on that now, the mm-hmm. one that I had the hardest time with, I think, in all of the casting was Lovey Howl, because in the song, she's just, you know, the millionaire and his wife. Like, that is her role, his is, wife. is to be the <laughs> wife. And I, I watched some reruns of Gilligan's Island when I was 
uh, young. I do remember when I was getting my wisdom teeth out, I had the laughing gas and on the TV that they put above my head, there was Gilligan's Island on. And it was one of the funniest things I can remember ever seeing in my life. I don't know that would hold up on a on a re- rewatch. <laughs> you were on a drug, though. You understand? Yes, yes. <laughs> so my memory of, of like I mean, legally, personality but, yes. is is uh, is very thin. So I actually ended up thinking, like, what character has no identity other than being and with someone else? <laughs> so I chose Arthur of the Tick and Arthur. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So we're gonna have Namor and Arthur hanging out together. Uh, for Ginger, that was so weird. The the kind of movie star and uh, uh, you know maybe playing this a, a little more egotistical. I'm gonna going with M from Generation X. So I guess we do have a little Generation X reunion with Banshee and M okay. here. Mm-hmm. And then for Marianne, for the girl next door, it's Kitty Pride who. I think uh, oh. just kind of ended up falling <laughs> into that role, even though that's clearly not what she was intended for initially in her, her first appearances in the X-Men comics. Uh, and then the professor mm-hmm. is Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. So I do end up with plastic man and Mr. Yep. Fantastic who have the same power set, but <laughs> I, I think it's going to be like a, uh, a, a, a Frasier Niles. Sometimes you can mine more comedy from the similarities <laughs> of two characters than from the contrast and the conflict. Okay. Okay, Andrew, um, <laughs> you get to green light one of these. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Go yeah. picture. <laughs> um, I really liked Mavs. <laughs> I went all in on Grady. I wasn't sure there. It's <laughs> like just blowing this show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I just. It's got a, a, a better balance. I think that's. It's one of the things that it's really got going for it is like overall. Okay. There is a good balance with this. And I do want to see Dexter interact with Kilowog. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. See, he said he was going dark and gritty, but you do have Dexter interacting yeah. with Kilowog on your side of things. Well, there. Yeah. Dexter is what Dexter is my like Dexter with any of them. Like, cause mm-hmm. I don't want like, yeah, grown that's up like Dexter. the balance to it. No, I, I don't want, no, I want the cartoon evil genius Dexter doing Dexter stuff. <laughs> that's what, well. That's at this point, Mav, you have won the Wizard of Oz picks, the Gilligan's Islands pick, and the Toy Story picks, and I have won uh, Hamlet and Titanic. So it, I'm playing for the tie with the Good Place. Okay, and my my cast is the Good Place. Okay, so on you the Good Place, because I know what I have. So <laughs> uh, famously, the greatest show on television uh, a few years ago when it was After still Riverdale. <laughs> uh, we had Eleanor Shellstrop was uh, the the lead of the Good Place and was kind of a a mess of a person who was finding their way after they died. <laughs> um, and then we had Chidi, who was completely incapable of making a decision as they wade through all of the possible ramifications of every choice that they ever made. Tahani, who was uh, the rich, beautiful, egotistical figure, uh, but discovering maybe some humility along the way. Jason, who was just an idiot. <laughs> I don't know how to. Do, how would you define Jason? No, no, he's just an idiot. That's, just an idiot. that's okay. exactly the character. Yeah, and that's how I that's, cast him. That's about right. Uh, <laughs> Janet, who is uh, the AI for the Good Place, that is becoming sentient, and then Michael, uh, who is a uh, a demon that at first wants to be a demon, but then ends up becoming uh, good. So 
here are my picks for Eleanor Shellstrop. I chose Storm of the X-Men, and I know that doesn't feel right at first. It does not. <laughs> Let me explain. Eleanor has no reason to become the leader of this band of misfits in The Good Place, but no matter what they do, she becomes the leader over and over and over again. Storm <laughs> uh, is being worshipped of a goddess in a problematic origin piece <laughs> in Giant Size X-Men number one. <laughs> uh, but then fairly quickly is going to become leader of the X-Men. Then she's going to meet mm-hmm. the Morlocks, become leader of the Morlocks. Then she's going to lose her powers. <laughs> but guess what? She's still going to defeat Cyclops in a battle to be who's to see who's going to be the leader of the X-Men. So that's why I chose Storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. For Chidi, I started to think about, because of his indecisiveness, what comic book characters have had at heroic personas. Turns out that's not a small list. of characters that can't choose who it is they want to be i in the end was really debating between hawkman carol danvers and hank pym uh for Mm -hmm. this uh i think i'm gonna choose hank pym oh but it's hard so i figured when when you said when you said a lot of identities i was like he's gotta be going with hank pym that's exactly where i thought you were going that was like the first one that came to mind. i I also had uh Mm -hmm. monica rambo and donna troy were on the in the running here okay okay like i said there's quite a few (laughs) for this now tahani I have two really good picks. And part of this is Andrew as the judge. This is a bold claim to start with. How familiar with you? Two really good picks. How familiar are you with 1990s Justice League? (laughs) Particularly (laughs) Death of Superman era Justice League. Any familiarity there? Uh, Mildly familiar. Does the name Maxima mean anything to you? No. Then I'm going to take Emma Frost here (laughs) for (laughs) Tahani. I, I oh, hope there's some uh, listener who th- saw me putting together Maxima and Tahani and they're like, oh, that's brilliant. Somewhere. Yeah, Maxima's the better choice. Maxima's the better choice. But yeah, okay, but I'm playing to the judge. While you're passing on it. Yeah, okay. Got it. <laughs> uh, for Jason, I'm choosing Michelangelo of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. For Janet, oh, you know, it's really hard to think of AI surrogating sentience. Uh, it, it was really. <laughs> There's not very many of those in the comic books. No, no. Yeah. Uh, and they're taking on some some human form. In, uh, in the end, I'm going to choose... You're stuck at like a thousand or yeah. so, sure. <laughs> I'm taking danger from the X-Men, where the danger room itself becomes sentient. Not the one mm-hmm. I asked for. Okay. Uh, I, I did consider danger. And then for, for Michael, and uh, I, again, it's kind of like Janet. It's like, can I think of any villains that have become heroic at any point? Is this <laughs> is this something I can I can work with? Um, potentially any white-haired male villain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Andrew, you may have sussed out where I'm heading here because I've taken Magneto for the role of Michael. Mm-hmm. Not where I went, but okay. <laughs> I'm good with my list. Okay, that I didn't take any of yours. <laughs> you, I mean, you were you were in the vicinity okay. um, on some, <laughs> but 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 I I I I see I see the decisions you made everywhere. I I, I and I understand that. Okay, so for Eleanor, I went a different way. And this is one where uh, this is maybe not playing to the judge, right? Because this is one where if you've if you've read the book, you're going to get it. If you haven't read the book, it's eh, not necessarily so. Any listeners who've read The Authority, the original running of The Authority, and they know Jenny Sparks, Jenny Sparks is my Eleanor. And if you read it, you'd be like, yeah, of course she is. 
um, Jenny Sparks is a morally questionable, but clearly the leader of the team because she just needs to be like that's this is just this is just where we are and we're gonna have to go with Jenny Sparks and that and and that's and for much of the same reasons as you um as you said about Storm except for Jenny is morally questionable and mm. working as hard as she can um um and I just see a lot of in, in fact you know if they were ever to make an authority movie. And and they wanna um cast uh what's her name that played uh, Eleanor um I almost said Veronica Mars Veronica and that Mars. Is not right <laughs> that, that, that's not her real name Veronica Mars is not her real name uh, Kristen Bell um Kristen Bell thank you yeah. if they want to cast Kristen Bell as Jenny Sparks it would make sense um Chidi Chidi I was uh, this was the hard one for me um Hannah uh my co-host suggested um she, she suggested Falcon um Sam Wilson. Uh, but I think that was a largely on the strength of his Disney plus speech and mm. not, you know, and I, not exactly where I see most of that character. Um, I wanted to lean into the constant moralize, you know, the knowing a lot about moral philosophy, but unable to make decisions about moral philosophy. Oh, is Silver Server making a comeback here? <laughs> no, but close. <laughs> I'm going with Vic Sage. The question Oh, <laughs> um, but not the question. So like if you like, I think probably a lot of listeners who know anything about the question are probably either they know the Renee Montoya version or they know the version from Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. But Vic Sage in the 80s and the 90s, Denny O'Neill wrote a book called The Question. I mean, the question is goes back far it's much Steve longer Ditko, isn't it? an older character it's a steve ditko character but um which is, is supposed to be exploring moral objectivism because that's what steve ditko liked to do but under denny o'neill's hands uh the question was just the book that was about analyzing moral philosophy in many different ways and it was when i was reading it in the 90s i was like there's nothing like this this is amazing so if you if for listeners who have a chance uh, his entire run is is available as four trade paperbacks um, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant storytelling. Of it's this superhero just philosophizing about what it means to be a superhero, and you know, do we want to intervene here? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Let's let's work this out. And then, meanwhile, the plot goes down because, like, <laughs> he's trying to while well, he's trying to like figure it out. It's a very cheaty thing to do. Um, um, my t- my my Tahani. Um, I was doing a lot of the same kinds of things that. <laughs> that joe is doing um you know who's the perfect person that um you know the perfect girl good at everything and you know yeah so who i ultimately went with was rose wilson um rose wilson from who's is the daughter of of slade wilson death Throat the terminator um mm-hmm. if you're if you're a fan of titans uh she's on that um but she's she's also my my backup choice was also artemis um from young justice or mm. arrowette mm-hmm. in the comics but um same character um i i like i i like rose wilson for this of just uh you know you're not necessarily you're not a bad person but i don't like you at first because you're too good at everything which is exactly the the tahani eleanor relationship and i can see them not getting along jason this was the easiest pick on the entire list of all of of for any section for me jason is drax the destroyer i don't think i need to explain it beyond that (laughs) yeah um janet now this is the question much like um much like joe you just had questions for you know um 
descript you know from the judge does legends of tomorrow technically a tv show based on comics but not directly on a comic does an original character from legends of tomorrow count as a comic book superhero character i am inclined to lean towards no Okay, then I then I can't pick Gideon because because Gideon Gideon was my choice from from Legends of Tomorrow, who is um you know it's a Arrowverse show, but there's no direct analog in the comics of so, Gideon. So it hasn't like been absorbed into the comic books, right? Because if, sure... if it if it had been brought in like notably enough, then then I would no. give it to you. Like it doesn't have to be no. like like Harley Quinn is an option because she's a comic she's book in... character. No, even though she originated in in the TV shows. Right. Gideon is Gideon is effectively I mean, she's effectively a mother box, but um, Mm -hmm. she's currently been given human form. So that's so instead, I'm going to go with Jocasta, Mm -hmm. which is exactly Mm -hmm. that character for for Marvel. Yeah, Um, Uh, you'll be shocked to hear I had her on my list as of options for Janet. Yeah, she's uh, I mean, she's she's less cool than than Gideon is, but it's similar concept. I so I would have preferred Gideon just because I like the character better. But Jocasta basically fills that role. And then white haired white haired character <laughs> trying who's evil, sometimes trying to be good. Um I, I I like that you went with Magneto, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see your Magneto and raise you a Mr. Mi- a Mr. Mixoplex. <laughs> because that's who I see as being Michael the Demon. <laughs> he is an all powerful being. Mm-hmm. Not evil per se, just kind of this is where I'm at right now. And, you know, can be convinced to be on our side. And I like I I actually see Michael very much as a Mr. Mixoplick type. So that's my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, I like I kind of would prefer to blend some of my favorite things yeah. Yeah, from good, both teams. Yeah. And so I'm having a hard time, like, settling in because I'm like, ah, well, the question is really good right here for Chidi. But Michelangelo really is it's yeah. a great jason pick and i like getting a ninja turtle in there it's like <laughs> like those are kind of like my my major things on each side i was like ah like this one's good that one's good this one's good that one's good um so ultimately it, it is gonna end up being the tie joseph's gonna take this oh, round I'll, I'll, I'll take a tie overall tie it up yeah, um, I can see, I can see, I can see that. I mean, because not, not to, that the points really matter. Was a great pick. <laughs> Michelangelo was a great pick, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I would, t- I would totally. I mean, I didn't, I didn't even think hard for. I was like, Jason, that's Drax. Okay, I can move on. That's that's all. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> but like Michelangelo has more charm than like Drax is uh, simple, and and f- you know that's the beauty of Drax. I, I like I like where you went with Michelangelo. <laughs> that was a, that was that was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. I, Andrew, you if, you, if you'd been reading one, like a a Death of Superman trade recently, Maxima would have really hit the spot for Tahani. But <laughs> <laughs> Maxima's such uh, a great character. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good choice. She's she's uh, what's her role? Is she a princess or an empress? I can't remember. She's an alien that thinks she, her whole purpose should be f- to find the greatest mate in the universe, which is Superman. So she comes to Earth and joins the Justice League just so she can flirt with Superman. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes such so much great sense too because the, the the beauty of that story is it's just she doesn't see a problem with it this is how royalty works and if you think about like the history of royalty on earth right it's like well we need to keep the bloodlines pure we need to keep the empires great so you 
king of France are going to marry the princess of of England or you know whatever. Mary Levin, that, like she's what, five. It'll work out great. That's how <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how we make decisions like over the course of history. So Maximus just like I clearly I need you know who is the greatest strongest person in the universe? Oh, I found this the Superman guy. All right, we'll go marry. And then she goes, you know, hi, Superman of Earth. We will be wed. What do you mean, no? But I'm, but I am Maxima, and <laughs> it's so great. It, 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 and she doesn't understand why he wouldn't want to because I have asked you. I am the queen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is going to wrap up this episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed yep. this game of comic casting. Thank you for joining us. We have. There were some other shows that we or or other uh, stories that we had in the mix. So if you enjoyed this, we might come back to this or some variations on this. I almost put in cheers. I might very well steal it from my show. Yeah, yeah. cheers <laughs> was on my list of ones that. Oh man, I kind of wish we'd done cheers. <laughs> well, uh, but cheers the, was a good. Yeah, yeah that's a good pop. Uh, and Mav, if you do steal it for your show, I'll I'll happily come jump on. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Well, I when I was picking when I was picking and asking for help. Um. There was a lot of Hannah going, oh, I want to play this. And like, and I was like, well, you know, th- we do have other options. You know? <laughs> yeah. Turns out there's you, no, you, turns out there's can. no shortage of stories that, we, you know, we, we do. Have. <laughs> the thing with a podcast is, you know, you got to do 52 of these things every year. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you are preaching to the choir there. Yes. That's right. For show notes and links to all the other great Dueling Genre shows, you can go to DuelingGenre.com. Also, please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in your podcast of choice and leave us a review. That really helps us out. It also really helps us out if you donate to our Patreon. So if you're uh, feeling wealthy this new year and uh, just want to help sew it out, you can go to uh, our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com slash Protagonist. Uh, we would like to thank Scott Tufty, who composed our theme music. You can reach us by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com or us on Twitter. You can follow at protagonistpod or at Jay Dorowski. And our producer, Andrew, is at Dizminute. And our Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash protagonistpodcast. And Dueling Genre has a Discord channel where you can find all of the Dueling Genre hosts and talk about our podcasts. Mav, what would you like to pu- uh, plug from your many projects and podcast appearances? I would love it if people would subscribe to Vox Popcasts, my 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 pop culture podcast, or Gosh Golly Wow, my Excalibur Comics podcast. Both of them are great shows. They're you know I I enjoy doing them both. I think your listeners will enjoy listening, or I hope so. And you know we always we always want to we always want to have new people on, and you know you guys are are often guests <laughs> so so people should come by and and i just want to wish all all of your your listeners a happy i don't know grandparents day national waffle day whatever whatever this is running on <laughs> just i'll go ahead and reveal for the sake of this bit we're recording this uh as a double recording after we just did our thanksgiving special in 2021 this episode will not be dropping till some vague time in 2022 i haven't nailed down exactly its release date just yet uh <laughs> so happy johnny appleseed day everybody <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you again for listening we'll be back next week to discuss another great character in a great story so long choice that really leaves uh that really helps us out no wait ah <laughs> i've spun out already sorry <laughs>
<laughs> for, sure, for show notes. Mm.